seriously loving today um <laughs> so i just like had these other recordings today where it's like hey i started off talking about all the things i'm excited to teach with yoga as well as to testify about the things that i love about the gospel of jesus christ and then i did another recording and i was like hey i love the book of mormon because seriously this record of these people's family history is so cool to the point that it rivets my soul to want to be good and want to become better from their family history. And then it just gets me excited to do my family history because it's going to hit me that much further, right? It's like as if I've been reading all this because I have. I've been reading Canadian pioneer stories, American pioneer stories forever, right? Like forever, you know, and I love it. I love learning the, about the perseverance of these people that trek across the countries and, and you know, that and they're, they're living their frontier life where they just like are trying to live through all of these storms and tornadoes and like weathers that with like such minimal inventions to be able to survive through them, right? And I love these stories. I love it as if I'm, I am them, right? And if they are me and those are my ancestors, right? Even though they're not legitimately, like I can't see where they are related in my tree. They're just people that lived before that I get to learn from and I'm so happy to. And so as I'm like studying in my own Chinese history now, I'm like, sweetness, you know, I'm getting to this point where it's like, you know, I, I'm just over the moon delighted, right? Like, you know, it started off, this pandemic started in the world. And shortly after I got this prompting, like we need to put bucket loads of our investment of whatever we can invest of our resources into this project, right? To basically just find as many ancestors we could possibly find, right? Like in the village that we used to live in, my people long ago, right? And like, who are their names? Where are they connected in our tree? And all of it. So basically, we've been on this journey for like a year almost, probably. Yeah, yeah, like a year. And and it's been amazing just to see them go to the village, take pictures of everything. You know, like they've gone to, like I have one lamb village. They went to that village. I have a Wong village and I have a Chan village. I'm sure there's another village and I'm sure there are many other villages that I'm connected with, right? But those are the main ones. Like we got the lamb one. We actually got like a book of names there translated. And now we have like a big tree for that. The Wong side, we have like these plaques that were on our ancestral home. So those were like preserved. And so we could actually have legit pictures of those and those translated. So there's like 34th generation, whatever names of couples and things. And then, you know, along this other line on the lamb side, there's like 10 more people behind my grandpa, like, you know, that came before him and their spouses. And I'm just like, oh dear goodness, like, and their children, like, it's just like so much fun. And then, and like, and now, you know, I'm getting this feeling like I need to at least put in some effort to learn these Chinese languages, right? Like, cause, cause I need to be able to confirm some things, you know, over time. Like I need to understand, I, I want to understand what does it mean to be like them? What is it, what is it like to speak the way they speak and to understand the world and have this worldview like them, you know, even in the simplicity of, of knowing their language, right? So it's like, I, I got to improve my Cantonese. I got to improve, I got to learn Mandarin. So then I can like, you know, someday be able to communicate with all these people in this country because that's like kind of their fluid language there in the same way that English is the fluid language here in Canada, even though some people speak French too, you know? And then there's like the Toysanese, um, that's also an important language to learn because those are like the main languages in my village, the villages. So those are good. Um, and I just feel so humbled 
just so floored. And I feel so humbled exactly today because I just was running around my house trying to find Le Livre de Mormon, so like the French Book of Mormon, because I find that when I'm reading the English version nowadays, it, I get bored really fast. And so it's really easy for me to stay involved when I add this element of challenge to it. So I try to read in the French version first. And then I get to a point where I'm like, I don't understand. So then I open up the English and then it becomes like a dictionary for me. So then it becomes really useful in that like very pragmatic kind of way to keep me focused. Because I've been noticing that I have a focus problem, right? Like <laughs> I think for the longest time I would say, oh yeah, I'm just not a good cleaner. I'm just not a good teacher of like homeschool type stuff. I'm just not good at et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But really, <laughs> I really don't think it's like I have an impediment to be able to do those things necessarily. Because once I'm there, I'm doing it, right? Like I'm fine. Like not totally fine. Like it's still, but the, but the part that's an impediment to me is the focus element, right? Like it's like I have, you know, I always wondered when I was younger, I'm like, why do I always have to feel like I have to go the hardcore route or the challenging route, the most challenging route? And it's like, it's because at a younger age, I didn't know it at the time, but I have a focus disability, right? Like I have something in me that just makes it really hard for me to focus. I get bored really fast, right? But if something is challenging enough, I don't get bored that fast. It's like I work on it long enough and I'm focused on it for a long time because I never get bored of it because it's still hard, right? Like I'm still not at that stage where I can feel like comfortable. Um, it's still like there's so many questions that I'm still trying to solve and all of this kind of stuff. So it's like, okay, fine. Like, let's work with that then. Like, let's, every time I'm trying to do something that I think is a little boring or whatever, maybe let's add that element of challenge to it so that I can just focus, right? And then lately, I've been trying to ponder. I'm like, why did I even learn French? Like, I'm pretty fluent in French. I'm more fluent in French than I am in my Chinese languages. And I laugh at that all often. I'm like, what in the world would I, was I doing with that? Because really, it was just convenient at the time. It just so happened that I had friends that were going to this school. It just so happened that it was a French school. So I was like, whatever, I'll learn French, whatever. And little did I know, it was one of the hardest things I ever had to do. Because once I was in it, it was like I was in, right? Like, I didn't want to quit. So it was like, I was in there learning French for six years, becoming fluent, getting my bilingual certificate, and I was committed to it, and I loved it. By the end of it, I was like, sweet, I love getting to speak French. It was like French became a symbol of fun for me. So it's like every time I go back into the French, I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm in high school again, you know? Like, I feel like I'm this little teeny bopper just, like, flip-flopping everywhere and just, like, getting this, like, experience to just kind of see life through... Uh, this lens, like this one author that I love reading right now, Michelle Wilson, she talks about the difference between teenagerhood of like of a girl versus like womanhood and motherhood. And she uses mirrors as this like analogy. And she's like, hey, when you're a teenager, you have this tiny compact mirror and you kind of see how cute you are every so often. And then you close it up and you keep moving on. But then when you become like a mother, <laughs> you see like you, you flip that, you have like a full size mirror and it's one of those like magnification mirrors that where you can see every crease, every line, every like fault of your life kind of thing. And, and when she described it like that, I was like, oh goodness, that is such a good analogy, right? So anyways, when I get to read in this French Book of Mormon, it's as if I have this tiny compact mirror again and I, I'm like, I'm like carefree, right? It's, it's kind of fun to find these little symbols of carefree life for me at, in this stage of life that I'm in where I have like five kids under the age of like 12, right? And and I'm just like this almost 32-year-old just like figuring it out. 
and you know it's like full pandemic life and I'm still learning like I'm still trying to figure out my life but anyways here I am loving this I'm like eight minutes in and I haven't even like started reading the book yet because I'm just so talky I'm so talkative that was like my biggest things when I was in public school it was like hey you need to stop talking like I like I got good marks everywhere else and then I would get like the worst marks on like I don't know whatever they said was like the standard they had for like paying attention and things because they're like Jenny talks too much or something like that I'd be like come on I don't I think that's a good quality because seriously if I'm not gonna talk then I'm not gonna live right so anyways here it is I'm gonna start reading once I get to a point in the French one then I'm like uh what <laughs> I'll be like okay English Help me out, because I have no idea, right? So I'm just going to start. Um, I'm, like, so giddy right now, because I think this is, like, a beautiful thing to get to read records that were created in the past, like, for me. Like, oh, my goodness. Like, this is such an epic moment. Okay. Le livre de moment. Récit écrit de la main de moment. Okay, and when I said I was fluent, I didn't mean that I was, like, actually good at, like, reading and talking and like all of this stuff when I said I was fluent I was like I feel comfortable when I'm doing it like I, it might not sound beautiful and eloquent but I feel comfortable and happy while I'm doing it so that's that's what fluency means to me <clears throat> le livre de moment récit écrit de la main de moment sur des plaques d'après les plaques de Nevi c'est pourquoi ce livre est un abrégé des annales du peuple de Nevi et aussi des lémanites uh, écrit à l'intention des Lémanites, qui sont un reste de la maison d'Israël, et aussi à l'intention des Juifs et des Gentils. Écrit par commandement et aussi par l'esprit des prophéties et des révélations. Écrit, scellé et caché pour le Seigneur afin qu'il ne soit pas détruit. Pour paraître par le don et le pouvoir de Dieu pour être interprété, scellé de la main de Moroni et caché pour le Seigneur pour paraître en temps voulu par le ministère des gentils. Interprétation par le don de Dieu. Okay, so I'm going to challenge myself here. I'm going to try and summarize what I just read and then I'm going to read the English version just to like confirm, right? Okay, so it says like the Book of Mormon um, written by the hand of Mormon on plates um, after the plates of Nephi. This is why Okay, so the reason this book was um, written, okay, well, maybe not that, but it's saying this book was written um, about the, pe the people called Nephites and Lamanites. It was written um, like from the perspective of Lamanites and Jews and Gentiles. Um, and it was written by commandment, also by the spirit of prophecy and revelation. It was written and hid up um, for the Savior so that it wouldn't be destroyed. Um, and then for it to come back in, into like full view and for people to have it publicly, basically, by the gift of God. Um, to be interpreted so that was like inspired for that to happen and that was part of the plan it was written by the um, hand of Moroni and hit up for the Lord to be ready to appear during this time during in at a time when it would be needed um, 
so that um, the people that would receive it, the Gentiles, um, they um, would receive it by the gift of God. So then, now I'll read the English. It says, The Book of Mormon, an account written by the hand of Mormon upon plates taken from the plates of Nephi. So, wherefore it is an abridgment of the record of the people of Nephi and also of the Lamanites, written to the Lamanites who are a remnant of the house of Israel, and also to the Jew and Gentile, written by way of commandment, and also by the spirit of prophecy and of revelation, written and sealed up, hid up unto the Lord, that they might not be destroyed, to come forth by the gift and power of God unto the interpretation thereof, sealed by the hand of Moroni, and hid up unto the Lord to come forth in due time by way of Gentile, by way of the Gentile, the interpretation thereof by the gift of God. Okay, so I learned something here. Sealed, that was a word that I didn't get in this French version. It's scellé. S-C-E-L-L-E, and then it has an accent on the E. So, scellé is the word sealed. I love that. Um, so, seriously, isn't that beautiful? Like, I just love that. Like, I just got my Zupu. Like, Zupu. Okay, in English, you say Zupu because it's like Z-U-P-U. That's what they call their book of names, family history. Basically, their own version of, like, this book, like, in their own villages, right? Every village has their own little book of names kind of thing of everybody that lived there and the stories and everything that that they have passed down from generation to generation. And they like, they call it, they're like, Zopol. Zopo is like the, the, or Jopo is the Cantonese version, I guess. And then Zupu is like the Mandarin version to say that. I just love it. I'm like, oh my goodness. I am in the right heritage because what heritage will like call their book of name Zupu? <laughs> I just think it's so cool. Anyways, so I think that's awesome. And so we've been getting this book translated. And as we have, like, I just love the first beginning of it that just gives that introduction, like summarizing what, what the whole thing is, right? Like we have our own little introduction page to this book that I'm like, oh my goodness, I love this. I love it so much. Like, I, I know that they created a summary version, but I really want them to translate more of it so I can get more of it. Like, like what would it be like if I had a summarized version of the Book of Mormon? Like, I'm like, no, like, I want to put in the time for you to translate every one. Come on. Like, I want to understand even more, right? Like, it has value, right? Like, I want to interpretate, like, my own summary of what, what the legit version is, right? So that's me. Um, and I'm just so delighted that that's like my future moving forward, right? Like I get to read this book of Mormon and like every time I'm reading it, I'm getting more and more excited for my own, for me to understand my own translations of my own texts in my own language, right? Like, and, and to be able to understand that history, like in so many different layers and levels, right? And I just think that is just so beautiful.